we cannot live in this idea of perfection. We have to live in this world of, I want to be more progressive every day and intentional in helping myself. We have very long journeys. We have to find joy in that journey. What's up, everyone? It's your boy, Danny Lopriori, and welcome to Off the Cuff. You might know me as the guy from the basement yard, Vine, the Low Priori podcast. And while I love to make people laugh, just know that I've struggled with my mental health for most of my life, just like many of you. Here on Off the Cuff, I will be talking with some of the most impactful influencers, athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and mental health experts to have real, unapologetic conversations about mental health and breaking the stigma that surrounds it. This show is for you, and I'm so happy to have you here. Now, let's talk Off the Cuff. Welcome back to Off the Cuff. I'm your host, Daniel Priori, and today I'm rejoined by somebody who is going to be keeping me accountable, holding me accountable, making sure that we're figuring out this thing called life together. I can't thank her enough. She's a celebrity dietitian, nutritional therapist, author. She's got a bachelor of science in kinesiology. She always made fun of me because I couldn't say it last time, so I'm still messing it up. From Tulane. So she's been the Mardi Gras, a master's degree in human metabolism and clinical nutrition from BU, which is Boston University for the people not keeping up. Kim Shapiro. Kim, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. And I'm happy to report that. Yes. You know? well, it's tough to do great right yeah, now. It's, yeah. And, and it's important to do great too. And I'm going to just take off my Ugg boots because I feel like I'm overdressed for this conversation. I'm already overheating. Hey, listen. I know the stress Uggs can put on the feet. Trust me. <laughs> but first of all, I want to check in with you first. How have you been? I've been well. Thank you. It's been a, a roller coaster since I've last seen you emotionally and I think universally. And uh, I'm full of gratitude for all of the practices I have to be able to like come today and be able to shine the light and, you know, be here for you. I really, I really appreciate it. And, you know, it's like you said, it's been so wacky. I've been finding solace and like trying to help other people, like either with this show or, you know, my other shows or stand up and stuff like that. It's, it's gotten to the point where I don't want to like pretend things aren't crazy outside. Yeah. But in a sense, like, I feel like I have to a little bit. Mm. Do you feel guilty for laughing and bringing laughter? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. I know people like want to escape and like be able to laugh and stuff and do that, but sometimes it's hard for me to get up not only like uh the courage to be like that force of being like, yeah, we're gonna be laughing, but it's hard for me to think about all the serious things that are going on in the world and like put out content. Yeah. Like yeah, kind of yeah. like, makes my stomach hurt a little bit sometimes. Yeah, well, think about it. Why do people follow you? Just curious. So 10 years ago, a little over 10 years ago, close to 11, I made a song about sucking the female breast. And I went super viral with that. And I used to work with kids. I don't know if a lot of people know that, but I used to work with children. I loved working with kids. It was my favorite thing to do. I taught kindergarten kids how to swim. I taught sports. I did the whole thing. I was going to go down the PE route. And that took off. And while I was teaching kids, I get a call 
from my bosses while I'm in the pool to come up to the office. So I get into the office and they were like, listen, Danny, you've been here six years. We love you. But we got parents calling us about this. So I got ratted on by parents and um, I haven't worked with kids since. So mm-hmm. after that, I said, listen, this thing's going to like hinder my life. I'm going to go 100% into it and have as much fun with it as possible. And has it paid off? Yes. I mean, the universe works in mysterious ways, but the truth is, is I believe that we need to be playing all day, every day. I'm not sure I'm very good at it, but I'm working and I'm work, a work in progress. And you're working with the inner child of almost every human that you connect with. And there is something really beautiful about that because so much of the work that we're doing in our life is reminding our inner child that we matter, that we're important. And that we're okay. It is the world's the world's too serious sometimes, and it, it scares me. So that's my defense mechanism. Yeah, it scares me too. I mean, it's scary. I'll post something on Twitter, a joke, and I'll scroll down, and then two posts underneath me, it's a dead kid. Yeah. Listen, social media is a great tool, but I'm almost jealous of how naive like my parents' generation was. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense to me. You know, and like how kept in the dark, like they were about stuff that was going on in the world. Yeah. I guess like, you know, that kind of started with Vietnam, right? Like what they would show on TV about what was happening in Vietnam. But, you know, my I don't mean the age of my parents. My parents are a little bit older, but, you know, that naivete that they had. But they didn't necessarily. I mean, we do have generational fear and generational guilt and generational shame. And I think more than ever, it's really showing itself. I don't know if we ever talked about it, but the study with the fleas, did we talk about that? No. So there was a study done with fleas where the scientists took a bunch of fleas, put them in a jar, and the fleas jumped in and out. And then the scientists put a lid on the jar. And then the fleas just stopped trying to jump out. They like stopped. And then when they took the lid off, the fleas no longer remembered that they could jump off or out. And what's worse is the babies of the fleas never tried. Oh, wow. Yeah. So when we think about what we're experiencing like right now, we all have these traumas and triggers that we are trying to master. And fear is, I mean, we're here to survive. That's the job of our mind. Keep us safe based on what we see, smell, feel, hear, and touch. And we got jarred. We got jarred. We're continuing to get jarred. And we need to remind ourselves that we only have this moment. And again, like we don't need to be thinking about what we're going to eat next Thursday. We need to focus on where we are right now in this moment. And we need to raise our own vibrations so we can help the people around us raise their vibrations. And the people that are following you, you're doing that. When I was in the hospital, I was gifted a visit from a man named Norman Cousins. And he cured himself by, of an incurable disease by laughing. It was a long time ago. He basically told the doctors to take away the medicine and to bring in the Three Stooges. And what he found and what we know to be true now is that 15 minutes of belly laughter gives people two hours of pain-free time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you're saying I am pretty mm-hmm. much a doctor. Yeah, I am actually. I'm saying laughter is medicine. And I 
see your pattern of wanting to work with children and how it fills you up with light. Yes. And how laughter is actually working with all of our inner children. I think that the world has kind of changed and like content creation is like a little more accepted now that potentially I would be able to work with kids again. I think the void of working with kids no longer, it's still like an itch I would love to be scratched because I still feel to this day, no matter how many audiences I do or theaters or clubs or whatever, that they were my best audience. Yeah, but the truth is you see like, when you look into your audience, I mean, what's your biggest audience you've ever had? It'll be on Saturday. It's going to be over 500 people. Okay. Just see them all as kids. Look into the yeah. audience and connect to them and just literally see them as like little people like that are so young at heart. It's true. I've been a big practicer of like positive visualization for the last couple of years of my life because as somebody who, you know, not trying to shit on my parents, love my parents, but I'm going to shit on them. They were negative projecting. Their projection. Did they know they were? No. Yeah. It's just, you know, my mom had a lot of things happen to her as my dad. It wasn't the most like positive relationship all the time. Yeah. You know, and I think my parents kind of like let me see too much of the inner workings of like Mm. of at the time a troubled marriage yeah you know so it's like i'm playing video games with my brother and i'm hearing like real life issues and problems and i'm like my mom would come into the room and be like this is why your dad's like this or you know vice versa and i'm just like yeah i'm playing madden right now yeah yeah i think that forced me to grow up a little bit faster than i wanted to Yeah, but you're gifted in so many ways. So even looking back at that, I mean, there was a great scene in that TV show, Shameless, where he comes in, his kid's bullying all these people, and and the dad looks at everyone around the table and goes, and you're welcome. Now your kids know how to deal with this in their real life, and they're going to be better for it forever. I'm like, that's the the most brilliant scene ever. (laughs) The truth. It's the truth. I think it's like I've really gone down a road of just enjoying the simplicity of life. I think most everybody's born, you know, for the most part, without any medical issues, even with ambition, you know, it's in this, this part of you that's an explorer or uh, the imagination. And, you know, I'm a big fan of the quote that boredom creates creativity. You know, it's, it's one of those things. And I've never let go of that per se, but I had to deal with like adult situations early. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a therapist, but I do see 50 private clients a week and have been doing this for 27 years. And I do have a minor in psychology and listening to you makes me think, man, you, you love working with kids. You love creating laughter. You feel like you've grown up too fast and you really need to like do some meditation on sending love and light to your inner child, right? Like letting him know, oh my God, we turned out great. We're doing things that we didn't even think we could do. We're like so much better than we thought was even possible. It's very true. And I think what I go through, and I'm sure tons of people go through this too. It's like, you kind of get scared to reflect on those parts of your life 
because you don't know like what's going to come up in your mind or like what journey you're going to, you know, revisit. Yeah. But, but in you your brain. like, this is what I'm going to say to you. This is what I'm going to offer you. I heard from somebody quoted Esther Perel and yeah. she, she was telling somebody in a person's life, they could have between five and eight relationships, but in a marriage, they can also have between five and eight marriages. Yeah. And I think like, even in our own lives, you know, you're on the third one, let's say. Yes. And so if you do it now and like, you get to say like in this third, you know, relationship with myself, here's how this is going to go. Yes. And I agree. Yeah. I think people have to be willing to engage the saga, like your life's an anthology series. Yeah. Think of it like ribbons, like ribbons weaving. You have different sagas of your Mm -hmm. life. And uh, it becomes one of those situations where I think if people embrace that life is not just one life. Mathematically, I guess, vessel wise, yeah, but it's just not one life. We get the opportunity to live so many lives and reincarnate ourselves within the same vessel so many times. I think people need to like kind of embrace that change and that it's perfectly okay to change. And I think a lot of people get afraid of that. I love eras and we see it with a lot of like, you know, the people that we look up to in music or movies or whether it be stylistically, whether it be body shape, whether it be good times, bad times, ups and downs. We have to embrace, I think, that part of us that's like kind of willing to go out there and change. Yeah. And then be the hero in the story. Yes. So that's the piece we kind of have to step into. And like, if we think about the study from the fleas, we have to unclip our wings so we can remember to like jump out of the jar. That too. And it's like, all right, I have a weird theory, but I'm going down it. My wife works in physical therapy and she deals with people that have neck pain right here. And a lot of it comes from looking down at our phones. Yeah. Do you think like a couple hundred years from now, like we're just going to be neck down people? Yeah, I do. 1994, I was in, I was abroad. I actually think I was like in Brazil or Africa. And I remember there was a Time magazine or Newsweek magazine and it was showing evolution. So that was showing like, it was like either Time magazine or Newsweek magazine. And it was like 1994. This was showing like monkeys, apes, humans, and then it was showing how we where we were going. And like now in 2023, I think we've arrived, but it was really actually talking about how we were becoming more autistic. We were moving more towards like the neurodivergent, which is again, 1994. And I would say, you know, this is pretty interesting considering we're all kind of like specializing in one thing or our mind is specializing. Yeah. I do believe that we are evolving. And actually, I think the astrological for astrology report for this year, if that's interesting to you, is that everything is changing. And as of like, I think March 12th in the age of Aquarius, no one's going to be the same. And then also, I think it was reported that on October 1st to October 31st, nobody's personality would be the same, which was right on point. And also our DNA and my friend likes to fight me on this was ascending, was changing. And so we were all going to have symptoms of nervousness, dizziness, diarrhea, headaches, you know, anxiety. So I had diarrhea this morning. 
Okay, well, let, we got to talk about that. I had diarrhea this morning. Let's just put it out there. Is that a common thing that's happening? I am an enjoyer of, I frequent the poops. Tell me more. Tell me everything. Let's okay, go. So let's start with, I've been drinking a lot more water. Okay. Is it causing diarrhea? It might be. Okay. I'm going to store that for a second. Yeah. So I, I'm drinking upwards of a gallon, if not a little bit more. Okay. Let's decrease that. You sure? Yeah. A gallon is too much. <laughs> diarrhea is bad. As I drink water. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know if people can see the video of this, but you're showing a plastic water bottle. Let's talk yes, about that. I, I usually don't drink plastic, but I ordered food and I'll tell you what I ordered. And it comes with like two bottles of water. Yeah. I have a hydro flask that I yeah. fill up like all day. Yeah. Some plastic is okay, right? Everything in moderation, but in general, you know, it creates endocrine disruptors. So it messes with our hormones and the way that we are thinking and functioning actually. Yeah. Like I think people that were listening are going to be like, Oh, like she wants to like recycle. I'm like, that's not this kind of conversation. No, but also I drink out of bottle of water too. Like I'll be at the airport later and there will be bottled water and you know, I do the best I can. I don't have glass right now, but in general I have glass. I'm a big mix. Mason jar guy. Me too. I love, love it. Mason jars. It's Me just too. they got grips on there. They got numbers that I never look at. They yeah. have I love it. I love it. Yeah. So what I want to take you through is my typical day of eating. And we're just okay. going to be honest as shit. My day of eating is if I wake up, say around 10, I'll order breakfast. This is going to be incredibly embarrassing, but this is why we do the show. I'll order a bagel, either with cream cheese. It's always whole wheat. I only eat whole wheat bagels. Okay, so we want to eat whole grain. Whole grain. See? All we right, want to switch to whole grain. Yeah, the whole grain is the bran and the endosperm. Okay. But let's just keep going and then... Yeah, yeah. I'm writing all this down too. This is great. Whole grain. Switch. Whole grain, and it'll be a bagel, or it'll be, depending if I get it later towards lunchtime, it'll be... Turkey, turkey bacon, monster cheese, lettuce, tomato, and Russian dressing. And that's it, I promise. Okay. All right. If it's the morning, it's whole wheat and cream cheese? Whole wheat and cream cheese. That's the morning. But if I don't eat in the morning, I'll go towards like a sandwich route on a bagel. So that'll be on on a bagel as well. So... Depending on when my wife gets home from work, my wife either gets home from work around 5 or 9 p.m. If it's a day where she gets home at 5, we usually have dinner around 6 and she'll either cook and she'll cook stuff like this is one thing I love about my wife. She cooks and she cooks like as healthy as possible for me. So whether it'll be the right kind of rice, whether it would be like, you know, brown rice or that. But if she's not here, I'm just going to go with the Danny solo Uber stuff. Uber eats. Okay. Sushi. What's your order? Three tuna avocado rolls with regular sushi rice. So that's six, 18 pieces of sushi. And then if I eat dinner, Sometimes I skip dinner, but if I eat dinner, it will probably be whatever kind of meat and or fish 
my wife wants to cook. Is the sushi dinner when you're on your own? The sushi is lunch. Or what about the turkey bacon, Munster? That's brunch. That's and brunch. then sushi. And sushi. And okay. then dinner, I'll have some kind of chicken and broccoli and rice combined. And then after dinner? And then after dinner, recently I've been good. I'm not really feeling the need to snack as much. Like, I don't know if that's the Ozempic or not, but like, I haven't been really feeling the need to snack. But if I do snack and I choose to snack, it's usually, I'm really trying to think like if I snack, I really don't snack. I eat meals. Okay. And then what do you drink? Water. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Water and seltzer. I drink a lot of seltzer. Okay. Just like club soda or sparkling club water. Soda. Got yeah. it. Okay. I don't drink any right. soda. If I'm sick, I'll have orange juice, but like, I, I don't even have like orange juice or stuff. Okay. Like that. So here's what I want to know. I think I saw you what, six weeks ago. I don't even know. Five, seven weeks ago, roughly. Yeah. Okay. Before you started your touring. Yes. I originally came on to talk about my new book, which is called, this is what you're really hungry for. And I told you my six rules. And so now everything that we're going to talk about, I'm going to incorporate into those rules okay. because the Ozempic is helping you with emotional eating. It's also helping you with satiety, which means that you're getting full faster. That's what it should be doing. If it's not, satiety. we should talk about that. Satiety. Satiety. Yeah. Great word. Means you're satiated. Oh, wow. That's a great yeah. word. Well, how's the Ozempic working? Are you losing weight? Yeah. 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 It's working. It's working. Okay. I've kind of plateaued. But I'm trying not to step on the scale as much because I've been drinking a lot of water. And obviously that adds yeah. weight. So like on days where I drink a good amount of water, I try not to even really get on the scale. I only get on the scale in the morning and then maybe at night before I go to bed. Okay. So now I'm just going to talk to you through the rules. Yeah. So when you get off the Ozempic, you've already built in this whole lifestyle. Okay. Yes. You're still not eating because you're hungry. So the first thing you have to know before you even do anything is where your mind is. And right now your mind is on the world at large yes. and whether or not you have the right to make people laugh or do things for yourself. And the truth is, is we need people like you to help people get grounded and you need to practice grounding. So the first thing you need to do starting tomorrow morning when you wake up is before you even open your eyes, you need to say three things you're grateful for. And okay. it could be that you slept well. It could be that your sheets are warm. Could be that you're comfortable. It doesn't matter. We have to change the way your mind is working and we have to find positive. This will lower your vibration. I mean, well, it will raise your vibration, but it will lower your stress vibration. Okay. Okay. Three things you're grateful for every morning before you open your eyes. So remember, we did this, but we're going to do it right now. So I want you to repeat after me. Yes. Where is my body? Where is my body? It's right here. It's right here. Where is my mind? Where is my mind? Okay. So now you go actually find your mind. Where is your mind? In this conversation. Cool. Okay. Sometimes your mind is like on your show Saturday night or what you're going to have or when Uber is coming. It doesn't know. I don't know. You need to always make sure your mind is in your body. Yes. So since I know your mind is here, I want you just to check in real fast and tell me how badly you have to pee. Number between one and 10, 10 having to pee the biggest pee of my whole life and one just no, not no pee at all. I would say three. Okay. Now, because you were able to do that, what you did is your mind 
actually look, you looked up and you actually scanned your body in that moment. That is the same thing you need to do when you say, am I hungry? The exact same thing. Oh, that's deep. And the only reason you eat is because you're hungry. Just like the only reason you pee is because you have to. Yes. Your body's giving you signals all day long. It's your job to honor them. But if you don't know where your mind is, you won't know what your body is telling you. Mm. First thing, know where your mind is. I like that a lot because I think a lot of times when I eat, I'm on autopilot and like, and I'll even be eating knowing I shouldn't be eating. Yeah. But it's because your mind isn't here. And so that's the practice. Where's my body right here? Where's my mind? It's on my set for Saturday night. Who knows? It doesn't matter. I don't care where your mind is. Why isn't it here? We're in this moment right now. It should be right here. Yes. Okay. No, I like that a lot. It's, uh, I think, I think I spend a good amount of my day on autopilot. 47% of our day is spent on autopilot. Okay. All right. So we have to be awake. I'm not not different. (laughs) (laughs) You're, you know what you are? You're untrained. Oh, I am. I am a cocker spaniel puppy who's parents just gave him chocolate and whatever he wanted and just he just ate like a pig in a trough yeah well in this third relationship no with yourself training. you're killing it it's I'm not trying. food training it's mind training yeah i don't have that either so you can either say where is my body where's my mind or yeah. you can say what time zone is my my body in yeah oh yeah i like that i and like then you that can say what time zone is my mind in time zone is my mind in okay yeah, I like okay. that. I need actually, to pee in watched, this one. Actually, yeah. Do I need to pee in this universe? <laughs> it's almost like a multiverse. It's like the Avengers. Of course it is. That's deep. Of course it is. And you're totally magic. So you, of course, don't have to be in this moment because it's not that comfortable. It's not even fun. So yeah. much more fun being in the other one. Yeah. Well, Bring it back. You're okay here. Can I ask you a question? Why is it so hard for people with food issues to talk about them. Yeah. I mean, it's like looking at the news right now. If somebody's deeply triggered, they go into panic or anxiety. And it's again, they don't trust themselves. And they're so afraid of failure. Yeah. And it's so sad to me. Like everybody is capable of turning this around. And yeah. you're going to become a role model. Watch. This is like very important. You're you're going to be getting this. And you're like, okay, you guys, it's not as hard as you think. I think that's the perfect thing for everyone to realize that as hard as social media and shows like thousand pound life and shit make it look, these things are obtainable. And like yes. you said, my mind is just heavily untrained. And you have to believe in the magic. You have to believe in transformation. Your superpower has been eating. It has been taking care of your inner child. Yes. Because it's not really fun listening to your parents fight or having that fear in your body. And the food is just so much more fun. Oh, it's the best. Right. But you actually now have a loving relationship and a solid career that you don't need that kind of fun. And so you need to have gratitude for how you coped in the past. And total belief 
in the magic that you are the hero that like you can see that your mind wants to go to food and you're like, okay, mind, I see if your mind is on food, you're not okay. And I'm here to tell you, guess what? We're okay in this moment. I don't know what's going to happen in the next moment, but right here, I'm talking to Kim and I'm okay. Yes. Honestly, it's like we're talking about food, but I like I'm not even thinking about food. Yeah. In a weird sense. Yeah. It hasn't come to my mind once. Yeah. My day as autopilot as it is revolves around food. Yeah, I know. Okay. So so the first thing before we even talk yeah, yeah, about food we, yeah, yeah. is mind. Yes. Where's your mind? Make okay. sure it's here. Okay. Now we can talk about food. So rule number one. And so talk about being triggered. I'm going to go through the rule. There's three parts to it. And I want you to tell me where you have a visceral reaction. Okay. I want you to eat when you're hungry. Take your normal portion, cut it in half. Wait 15 minutes before you even eat the second half. Where did you react? Take 15 minutes. Yeah. Total fear that it wouldn't be enough. Yeah. You are now being restricted. Yeah. Most people never hear that they can have the second half and they need to hear they can have the second half. I mean, the truth is most people eat four or five times a day. Yeah. We have 221 food choices in a day, water, soda, salt, pepper, more or less chicken, steak, whatever. We have 60,000 thoughts. We're putting so much pressure on ourselves for food when we only eat it four or five times a day. That's like really worrying about having to go to the toilet. I know that I'm going to find it because I have always found it. Sometimes it gets a little uncomfortable. I have to pee so bad, but I'm totally okay. And historically, I've survived every time I've had a full bladder. Yeah. And so I can be hungry because I also know that I have a kitchen 20 feet away and Uber just 15 minutes away. Yeah. Why am I worried about half? Do you think like delivery is like killing nutrition? No, no, because somebody could say, you know, can I have a food delivery system? Like I want to eat, you know, vegan this month, whatever. And I'm like, great. You're also going to go to Italy next month. You're going to go to North Carolina next year. Like you're going to eat Mexican on Wednesday. You're going to have Chinese on, you know, Thursday. Like, no, you have choices every single time. And it has to start with why are you eating? And it should be because you're hungry, not because, oh my God, I'm at a Chinese restaurant and this is like, so never happened before or Thanksgiving. Are you kidding? It's a Thursday night. Yeah. I would say the most unhealthy relationship I have with food is 100% portion control. Okay. So the 15 minute rule. So let's go through it before we even move on. Yeah. Because I'm absolute fucking pig. So why are you on Ozempic? I'm type two diabetic. And you know that food. Amazing. Congratulations. Down down from 12.8. Yeah. And what's your relationship with food like? My relationship with food like if something goes bad, I stereotypically can eat my feelings for sure. But I'm talking about just baseline. Baseline relationship with food. Love it. It gives me a euphoric feeling that almost impedes on sexual. I'm going to call bullshit all over the place. Okay. So I want you to fill in the blank from you. Okay. Fill in the blank. Food is awesome. Okay. You told me your mind is here 
And I want you to tell me the most rational PE teacher, Danny, rational food is good. Food is essential, right? Food is essential. Food is essential. We live inside, as you put these vessels that need fuel. Okay. Anytime we think food is awesome, food is comfort, food is joy, food is our friend, food is the enemy. We are not okay. We are rationalizing bad ideas. This is an opportunity for you to say, I'm not okay. Let me figure out what my coping mechanisms are because I'm the hero in the story. I have to take care of myself. I'm going to take some deep breaths. I'm going to go for a walk. I mean, here's what I want you to do. I want your beautiful wife to come into your mind and I want her to say, you know what, Danny, I'm so fucking stressed. And I want you to say, let's eat. That's what I do. Yeah. No, you would say, it's okay. Let's take some deep breaths. This is going to be okay. And yet you don't have the ability to do that for yourself. Food is fuel. It's essential. It's full of nutrition that is giving our body, our vessels, the ability to be here now. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't love it, but crushing food when you have a disease that is reversible, that is going to aid you and prevent you from having the quality of life you want. Are you crushing food or is food crushing you? It's crushing me for sure. Yeah. And we're going to change that. Hell yeah. Damn, I could cry right now. It's the truth. It's, you know, but you avoid it. And then when you talk to a professional about it, I don't spend enough time thinking about food the way I should. Yeah. I'm your accountability partner today. So we're going to just do some really cringeworthy things right now. First, I want you to put your hand on your heart. Okay. And I want you to close your eyes. Okay. And I want you to think about that kid who was playing Madden while his parents were in the room. I just want you to picture him. Tell me when you have him. (laughs) Okay. I got him. Okay. I want you to say three different ways. I'm sorry. And I love you. Okay. Do it. What's up, bro? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you. And I'm sorry. Okay. That one made me okay. almost cry. Yeah. That's called self-compassion. Yeah. And that needs to be a big part of your day. Nobody should have seen what we saw on October 7th. Yeah. Nobody should have seen 9-11. We're deeply wounded and we have to say our, you know, sorry to ourselves. Who's going to do it for us? It's our responsibility. We are the heroes. And you need to repeat, I'm sorry, as often as you can to that kind boy who needed a quiet moment where he was seen and he was told he mattered and that his parents were going to do better. They didn't do, they didn't know what they were doing. They didn't do it on purpose. No, they didn't. No, but you are. Yes. Yes, I will do it on purpose. It's enlightening to hear that because I have this bit where I talk about, you know, from ages one to 12, your parents are awesome. From 13 to around 25, you can't fucking stand them. You hate them. 
And then when you hit 30, you're like, I get it. Yeah. I hear you. You do the best that you could because you start to get adult problems. Yeah. 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 It's true. Again, the gratitude is really important. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back. You eat when you're hungry. Hunger is in your stomach. Just like you having the message that you have to pee is in your bladder. It's not in your mind. It's not a thought. It's not an idea. It's a physical feeling you have in your stomach that is not painful or scary. Yeah. You eat when you're hungry. You start with half of your normal portion. Okay. You wait 15 minutes. You come back. You find your mind. You make sure your mind is here. You scan your body. You see if your mind or your body needs more food. Yeah. And then you recognize that you're going to eat again in two and a half to three hours. Think about if I said, okay, Danny, go pee now, but it's the last time for the day. All you would think about is having to pee. Restriction's terrible and it's a bad idea. You'd get like a major UTI if you held your bladder. Oh, yeah. Right? No, it's a yeah, bad yeah. idea to not eat. Yeah. It's a bad idea to overeat. Yeah. If you love yourself. What's your stance on like calorie counting and shit like that? Our body does it for us. Our body thrives in consistency. It likes to poop at the same time, go to sleep at the same time, wake up at the same time. It also likes the same amount of food and weight from one day to the next. So if you ate over it yesterday, your mind is going to drive you to eat as much as you ate the day before. And that's where it gets a little tricky. And the most important thing you can do is be consistent with eating. This tells your body you're safe. And we need to be telling our mind that we're safe. All Mind, I'm safe. I know you're thinking about food, but I'm safe right now. I'm not even hungry. I just had half a bagel an hour ago. I have another half right there if I need it. I'm safe. Right. So calorie counting. Thumbs down. <laughs> and I also like I'm safe. Yeah. Yeah. Because I am. The fuck? Right. I've never starved to death once. Exactly. Your inner child, though, that he doesn't know it. Yeah. And that's why even when you go this Saturday night and you see those 500 people, you're talking to their kids. Yeah. You're talking to their inner child. It's like the most beautiful thing. It's the truth. It's the truth. And you want to know, I want to debunk something on here to all you people out there who think that you could just do it on your own if you can that's awesome but if you can't go talk to somebody that knows about food we're so blessed to be like in a first world country right yeah. now that two hundred dollars that you were going to spend on sneakers Maybe put it away to go see somebody about figuring out why you're eating the way that you're eating. Yeah. I'd also be way richer if I ate less. I mean, I, there's that. There is that. You know, there's a lot of constraints that I think that we put ourselves on. I just, like, we talked about it before, and I think we talked about it on the last episode, is just my world revolves way too much around food. The hierarchy, the way that my mind works, it's way too high. But I just explained it. It's because you're thinking food is fun. And it's just because you're not rational. It's because you haven't done grounding measures. It's because you haven't taken 10 deep breaths. It's because you haven't gone for a walk. It's because your sleep is erratic. It's because you're not listening to high vibration music and because you're not thinking positive thoughts. Yes. 
And we have to do all those practices yeah, every true. single day. Okay, let's go over your food really quick because I know we're we don't have a lot more time, but yeah, I, yeah, wanna, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanna go over this. You got an, air, you got an airplane, you gotta catch. Yeah, it's true. All That's right. You, you eat when you're hungry, right? You start yeah. with half. So what I heard you say and what you did say is that you do everything automatically. I hope to see you again. We'll do this again in a couple of weeks and you can report yeah. how you're doing. You are not allowed to order anything that you've eaten before that week. That's your assignment that week. We're just, until I see you again, the challenge for you, when you order sushi, you automatically order three rolls. How do you even know you need three rolls? But the truth is human nature, we're going to eat everything in front of us until we're mindful. But of course you're starting with half. So you're going to be more mindful, but now I'm going to challenge you not to order the same food that you always eat. It's not okay. working for you in the way that it, you need it to. You're just sleepwalking. Wake up. Enjoy the food. Yeah. I mean, of course, if you're going to have a bagel, it's fine. But I'm just saying, like, also have fun. Try and try new foods. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like uh, routine is, is the biggest, biggest thing for me. Yeah. I'm just I'm in a bad, bad food routine and have been in a bad food routine for. You're in your third relationship now, so it's OK. Yeah. Yeah, we've broken up, we've met new people, but you know, we've come back and it's just as toxic as before, but we're not just we're not talking about it, we're not addressing it. Yeah. Okay, so let's see. You order sushi and let's just say you were ordering three rolls. You're oh, yeah. only eating nine of those 18. Okay. So the first sushi roll that you put in your mouth, that's minute one. So it could take you three or four minutes, hopefully 15, to eat nine pieces. I'm not sure. Yeah. You're not checking back in until 15 minutes from the first bite. Okay. And okay. that's, you got that. It's not that you can't have more. Most likely you don't need more, but you can put that sushi on hold. It's right there. You can have it in an hour or two hours, three hours. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I always kind of go back to that, like the idea of how the body, the human body can survive longer on water, just yeah. water. Yeah. Than it can on food. I should never be eating more food than I am drinking water in a day. But you right now you're drinking a little too much. I mean, the the other <laughs> way to think about it is like we have a hundred trillion cells. And like I I mean, we talked a little bit of ast- astrology, but what I really truly believe is what is out is in, what yeah. is up is down. And so like the whole world is surrounded by water. So yeah. water's pretty important. Our body should be 55% water. Yeah, if you saw what came out of my butt last night, it was 70% water. I'm sorry. I'm going to send you an Everly well. Like, you got to like do this food sensitivity and see if like the foods you're eating are actually giving you diarrhea or if it's the water. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do the whole thing. So, yeah. So you said starting next week, only completely starting tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, oh. (laughs) See, I I, I pulled a fat trick on you. You saw that? Actually, wait, it's still early. It's only like, what time is it there? It's uh, 1 p.m. 1 p.m. Yeah. Starting yeah. today. Have you yeah, eaten yet right today? Now. I'll start right have now. You- no, I have not. Oh, Danny, come on. I know. I know. You want to know what it is? And it's not an excuse, but I usually do eat, but I've been doing so much shit for this show that I literally forgot to eat. Like, I didn't even think about having a meal until you just brought it up. I go, Oh yeah, I haven't, I haven't eaten today. 
Yeah. Part of it's the Ozempic and the other part is you don't get as hungry as you should. And again, I want to remind you, if you didn't have to pee, you'd run to the doctor. You want to be hungry. So you only want to eat as much as you need now. So you're hungry again in three hours. That's a thriving metabolism. Yeah. My metabolism is like as slow as me running underwater. Right That's now. okay. But your 12-year-old inner bo- inner child is like, come on, Danny, do yeah. this for us. And like right now, like from this point on, I want you to believe in the magic of transformation. I want you to believe in yourself. I do. I do. And I want it. And I think people always hear diet so like coincided with exercise. For people that are listening, not even just me, how would you tell them to start exercising? Yeah. First, I just, I want to say something real quick about diet. Diets are, um, people refer to them as like 30 days or, you know, two months, but the reality is we all have diets and it would be a lot less triggering if we believed in, I have a diet. My diet is the way that I eat. It doesn't have to be anything more than that. It doesn't have to be a restrictive word. Rule number four of my six rules is to get 10,000 steps. So if anybody has a mobile phone, it's been keeping track of their steps for years. And so I would tune into that and I would try and hit 10,000. If you're averaging 2,000 or 3,000, then every day do a little bit more. People have, if they have this diet culture mentality, then if they're not getting 10,000 and they're only getting two, they're not even going to try. Yeah. We cannot live in this idea of perfection. We have to live in this world of, I want to be more progressive every day and intentional in helping myself. We have very long journeys. We have to find joy in that journey. And it's all about inner power. So today, like we didn't talk about willpower, got to do this, you know, for so many days, we talked about building your confidence, building your inner power. So you're like, I have everything I need inside of me. I just need to remind myself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Inner people who have tons of inner power, they don't need things. Yeah, you never see them eat. I mean, they eat because they're hungry. They, they don't need extra hungry. things. They don't need extra things. Yeah. True. Yeah. That, that's where you're going. That's the direction. We're in it. We're in it. So yeah. starting today, I will order something different. Cool. All right. Keep me posted. And I will split it in half and I will let you know. Okay. Cool. That 15 is like. But I, I'm going to do some other stuff too. Like I got to check out if like I have a bad dairy intolerance. Uh, okay. Intolerant. Yeah. I'm going to send you, I'm going to DM you right now a kit. You have to order it Yeah. and it'll tell you like within five or six days, what foods you're sensitive to. Okay. And then you're going to take those foods out of your diet and you're never going to have diarrhea again. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Get that yeah. inflammation down. Yeah. I'm we're going to do that too. Oh, I'm going to be ripped. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'll see you. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Reach out to me. We'll do this again. Thank you so much, guys. Listen, if you watch this show at all, you guys understand how much of a journey that I've been on with food. I just really want to thank Kim for coming on here and taking it so seriously with me. And what I want you guys to do now is I want you guys to go check out Kim everywhere. Kim, where can they get the book? Where can they get the method? Where can they find you? Where are you going to be? I know you're getting on a plane and going somewhere. For people that are listening to this amazing experience that we've had over the last you know, six weeks, just becoming friends and also becoming accountability buddies, which is 
Trust me, it means more to me than you even know. But where can everybody else find you and find your book and whatever you got coming on? I am everywhere at Kim Shapiro Method. And my book is everywhere. It's called This Is What You're Really Hungry For. Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, Walmart, Target, everywhere. Love it. Love it. And guys, join the journey with me. Get the book. Let's do it together. Let's let's, let's Let's have a movement. Let's let's have a movement. Let's have a movement and let's do this together because everyone's, it's hard to do some things alone. So why don't we do it together? So reach out to me, figure out, make a little community. We'll keep track of each other and stay on track. But guys, yeah, you guys can find me everywhere on the internet at Daniel Priori and then at 101 OTC off the cuff. This has been off the cuff and it's been an enlightening episode and tell your inner self, your inner child that you love them and you're sorry. Yeah. So much often. Yeah. You the best, and we'll see you soon. Yeah. I'll see you soon. Thanks for joining me on another episode of Off the Cuff, presented to you by 101 Life. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and send us some love with a review. And don't forget, we're all in this together and you're never alone. Peace. Fate Entertainment. Ah!